Welcome to the MVP Podcast, where we talk about anything NBA. I am Sam Holcroft, joined alongside Gage Zollicoffer. Before we begin, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MomentumMVP. Today's topic, we are going to do a review of the NBA Finals. So Gage, after the Phoenix Suns went up 2 to nothing against the Milwaukee Bucks, the Bucks pulled off the improbable comeback and won four straight games to win the series in six. How do you feel about that? I feel, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm trying to think about how much it was earned. I mean, I'm happy for Milwaukee and I feel like they definitely earned it. But at the same time, I don't feel like it was, you know, a storied playoff run. But, you know, kudos, that doesn't take away anything from Milwaukee, Milwaukee because this has been, this these playoffs have been very injured. It can be honestly almost compared to Kawhi's playoff run. Um with the Toronto Raptors, he had to go, you know, had to go against an injured team. Uh, but, you know, Giannis also kind of had an injury and the the Milwaukee team also had to deal with an injury. So, you know, I'm always going to be thinking about Brooklyn, but for Milwaukee, but I feel like they do redeem themselves because they did beat a very good Suns team that was healthy and quick. And so, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to put an asterisk, um, on this, uh, on this, on on this finals run, I I don't because of they had to deal with their own they had to deal with their own injuries and they also did beat a very good Suns team. Most fans will say they got bailed out by uh, Kyrie being hurt and James Harden being hurt, but at no point in time would I say that they were bailed out against the Suns. They just looked, you know, real good. We people were saying they were down and out after two, and they go ahead and win four straight. Now. If a team loses four straight, I would say you probably deserve to lose. You do deserve to lose. It wasn't like, you know, there is no controversy on, you know, who would have win compared to like a game seven or, uh, you know, a back and forth kind of thing. Like even the Lakers last year when people were saying, well, Dragic was out or, or you know, uh, there were some injuries in there. Bam was kind of hurt a little bit. This one... It was a full-on, just let's just play some basketball, and Milwaukee just outplayed them. Outplayed them. Um, I can't really say enough, but PJ brought it. Drew brought it. Giannis, we'll get back to that later. But And also, Middleton brought it. He didn't bring it all series, but he did it. Um, when it mattered. When it mattered. The chance of you losing four straight games, or I guess winning four straight games, in a series is 6.25%. That's the theoretical probability of that happening. Once the Milwaukee Bucks went down 2-0, I was like, it's over. I really thought it was over because I just thought healthy, the Phoenix Suns were better than the Milwaukee Bucks. And Giannis just came back from an injury. How he was able to play in game one of the NBA Finals, I it boggles my mind. But here's the thing. This was the first healthy team that the Phoenix Suns played all postseason for an entire series, essentially. They did have the Lakers for three games, three and a half technically, because then AD went down, and he wasn't the same when he came back in game six. He shouldn't have even played in game six. Then they play the Denver Nuggets, who's missing their starting point guard and the second best player on their team, Jamal Murray. And then they play the Los Angeles Clippers, and beat them in six when they could have easily lost if Kawhi could have played. 
who was the best player on the Clippers. And now they get to play a healthy Milwaukee Bucks, but Giannis was limping. He was still hurt in games one and two. Did it show? Not really. But you and I were watching in that game four when he went down against the Hawks. I thought he was, I thought that might have been an MCL tear, ACL, something. But luckily it was just a hyperextension. And he was back in the finals game one. I honestly thought that the Hawks might have went to the NBA finals because Giannis went down. But the role players of the Bucks stepped up. And I think, and that's the thing, is the Phoenix Suns role players also stepped up in the postseason, especially against the Clippers, especially against the Clippers. So let's try to dissect this. I'm just talking about straight Milwaukee before we get to the Suns. Let's talk about the players individually. Let's give everybody kind of a performance. How would you say... Giannis did um, during these playoffs in the finals, what would you say? I would say he played the way he should have. I really think that he played the way that he should have because the last two years when they lost in the conference finals and then the second round to the Miami Heat, he was the MVP. He had pressure on him at all times. And I said this when we talked about the Brooklyn-Milwaukee series in a previous podcast. The pressure is off of him now. And I think that is what really got him going because he doesn't have to be the best player in the NBA. He could just be the best player on the court that night. And I think I think that kind of got to his head, especially last year when they got destroyed by the Miami Heat. But I really think that Giannis played the way that he was supposed to be. And that's a top five, possibly top three player in the league. But here's, yeah, here's the thing. I think Giannis actually gave us one of the best final performances of all time. We don't really see it. It was against the Suns. But nonetheless, his stat lines were surreal. Surreal. Not only that, but he also had highlight plays in almost every game. Blocks. People are comparing those blocks to LeBron. But even then, those, the, even the LeBron blocks could be compared to those Giannis blocks. He had, you know, game-saving dunks. He, he, you know, they didn't know what to do with him. Even then, you know, you can argue that the Suns couldn't handle Giannis because they even at towards the end they had CP3 try to guard Giannis, which, you know, they, they nobody one-on-one was going to be a match for Giannis. His finals, his finals series was nothing short but amazing. And for, you know, for... The Milwaukee Bucks to get just Drew on board and keep Chris Middleton and keep believing in the team, that speaks wonders. You know, there's a certain other team in the East, like, who wants to follow a blueprint like that, the process. But Milwaukee has actually done it. And I don't think Milwaukee has... I don't think any other team has done what Milwaukee has since, the I would say, the 2000... 15 Golden State Warriors when they build it from scratch Giannis we we knew we saw Giannis's pro, um, progression we saw Chris Middleton's progression we saw a lot of players we I you know they added Brooke Lopez but even then he was just a, a tool they they had what their core set homegrown Milwaukee and they went out and got Drew Holiday who can be argued honestly as he could be a top five point guard almost any night he can, but here's the thing: is he was in New Orleans with a young team that he couldn't do much with. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that the Milwaukee Bucks would have made the finals, I would have said, 
yeah, I could probably see it because they have Drew Holiday now. If they had Eric Bledsoe, I don't think they make the NBA Finals. I just think Drew elevates everyone, kind of like what LeBron does. He just elevates people to play even better. And I and that, I think that was shown in this NBA postseason. Just the addition of Drew made that Milwaukee Bucks team so much better. Now, I also want to talk about some of the role players here, too. The person everybody has been kind of joking around with, Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis stepped up. That man stepped up. He was the role player that the Bucks desperately needed. He was still trying, still pushing, even after the Milwaukee blowout that everyone has forgotten about. And I believe in game two. Game two, when Milwaukee was getting destroyed, and people were like, well, I, I don't know. I don't know if Milwaukee can do this. He was still pushing. Bobby Portis, knocking down some crucial shots. The whole team gets a rep for this. I know I'm raving about Giannis, but like you said, Drew Holiday raised it up. Chris Middleton, they trusted in Chris Middleton towards you know the end of, in the end of game six. He was just ready to knock down his shots. Giannis could have easily, you know, taken over some towards some end of the games, but he trusted his system. He trusted his teammates. It looked like, honestly, no knock on putting a holder at this time, but I feel like it looked as though they were just kind of coaching themselves out there a bit. That pick and roll Giannis, uh, Chris Middleton combo, deadly, and they were in sync. They just knew how to do it. Um, so. I believe for this is a good step for Giannis to show that there are ways to actually get a homegrown team out there. Um, well, yeah, Milwaukee can show that you can still get a homegrown team out there by building from the draft. And it's it's I mean it was only it was even this off season we're saying all right Giannis needs to go to a different team, but no, he signed up Max and he got his ring too. So. Moving on to the other side of things, what do you think about the Suns? Where did the Suns go from here? What did they take from this? How did it go for the Suns? I honestly think the Suns need to try to run it back. I think although Chris Paul has his player option, if he chooses to stay because there's unfinished business, I think the Suns can potentially be back in the NBA Finals next season. I think Devin Booker showed this postseason that he can be a top 15, possibly top 10 player in the NBA. He, he played really good when uh, Chris Paul had to go down in most games. Mm -hmm. His game elevated, just like how his game elevated in the bubble last year. So we've we seen that when like playoffs are on the line, that he can step up. He did, he did phenomenal. And Aiton also, the progression in the last few years for Aiton has just gone through the roof. So I think Phoenix should try to run it back. If Chris Paul doesn't come back, well, guess what? You're going to have a lot of cap room. Go out and try to get someone. Who doesn't want to play with that team? Honestly, it's they're young. Mm -hmm. Now, about, about Booker's finals performance. You know, his series, his series performances were amazing. We all forget that he was the one who basically put away the Lakers. He was the one who basically put away the Clippers. He put them away. Those insane performances, having, you know, some insane, absurd, like, stat line about having a 40-point triple-double or something like that against the Clippers. Or yep. 
from game one no, with no CP3. Now, in the finals, the stakes are a lot higher, and I'm sure you felt that going against a former two-time MVP in Milwaukee and going against a very extremely skilled defender in Drew Holiday the entire time. He went against Patrick Beverly. Now he takes it a step higher, has to get defended by Drew. Yeah, because he, cause here's the thing is Patrick Beverly can harass you all game on the defensive end, but offensively, Pat Bev, inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. You get guarded by Drew Holiday, and you turn the ball over on Drew Holiday, the, the, the chances of the Bucks scoring go up. They are a lot higher than if you turn the ball over on Patrick Beverly. And that's this is where I saw the Suns crack because of their youth. I thought CP3 did good in the finals. He had a good series. Obviously, he had to guard, you know, someone who couldn't guard in Giannis at few, in a few times, but he wanted to. He could do it. He thought he could do it. But for the rest of the Suns, when they were, you know, beat down, they lost two games back-to-back. We are expecting, all right, now's your chance to bounce back. Never bounce back. They were just outplayed, outsmarted, outmatched. And we didn't see those Booker performances anymore from the, during the rest of the series. We didn't see those Aiton performances. They didn't know, you know, it's, this is un, this is uncharted territory for Aiton. He had to go against Giannis, who's, who's faster, who can honestly sometimes look a little bit stronger than Aiton at times. It's where you saw, yeah, the youthfulness and the, the health of the Suns got them there, but it, at the end of the day, it, it wasn't enough to help them finish the job. You had vets. You had, you know, you had vets on the other team. You had Brooke Lopez. You had PJ. You had... Um, you also got to keep in mind, everyone in that, East, in, the, in that Milwaukee Bucks team has at least one, almost at least one, one playoff series going into mm-hmm. this, this postseason. The only person who has won a playoff series on that uh, Suns team that has actually like played a good amount of time was Chris Paul. So the inexperience of postseason play, I think, played a major factor in that. But also, where, where do the Suns go? I mean, this is who the Suns are losing this next year. That, that are unrestricted free agents. Moore, Galloway, Kaminsky, Nader, Craig, and the only one that I see that really matters, campaign. You keep campaign. I think you keep, keep campaign. You could probably let everyone walk. Maybe keep Kaminsky. Maybe keep uh, Craig. Everyone else can be replaced because I don't think anyone else really played in the playoffs. And then you got CP3 with the player option. But then you look at the flip side, you look at the Bucks. They got Bobby Portis and Forbes with player options, which I mean, why not why not stay? I mean, they both had significant playing time in the postseason. They contributed. Unrestricted free agents, Tucker, Teague, Deannis, and then Tupain. And then you got Justin Jackson as a restricted free agent. So honestly, I mean, if you get PJ Tucker back. That's nice. If you get Teague back, that's nice. Keep Giannis and his brother together. You don't have to spend a lot of money on those players. No, and the crazy thing is, like, the youngest player on that, well, the youngest impact player on that 
and that Milwaukee Bucks team is Giannis. It's crazy. You you with that level of experience, I don't know if the Suns were gonna win. You know? So what would you say, you know, with this what would you say other teams are thinking about it? How how would you say how would you say other teams are thinking about this this Bucks win? This Bucks finals. If if you are a GM of any other uh, any of the other NBA teams, what are you thinking right now? If I am the GM of the Brooklyn Nets, what are you taking from this series? That could have been us. If I'm the GM of the Brooklyn Nets, that could have been us. That's that's what I'm thinking. Because KD was one shoe size away, one shoe size less from sending the Bucks home packing. And then the the Nets could have been in that NBA finals. What if you're what if you you're like, you know, the Trailblazers, you know? We like yeah, we all thought the walk the Bucks were done. We were like, all right. Get Giannis out. It's not going to work. He comes back, wins cha- wins the championship. Like, could they think about that, about Dame? Could they turn it around? Could they turn it around after losing in the first round? I think this offseason, we are going to have some crazy, crazy things happen. I think going into this next season, we are going to have three new super teams. Like... Milwaukee, Brooklyn-style super teams. And we are going to have teams that made the playoffs this year just bail and give up because I think they realized this this Bucks team, they're not going anywhere. Neither is Brooklyn. Because I, I said this in a previous podcast, they still have Kyrie, James, and KD for two more seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Drew, Giannis, and Chris are all together for two more seasons. Mm. So that East is going to start getting crazy. What do you, what teams do you think take the most out of this 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 Bucks series? Like who get motivation? I'm going to give you an example. Like Atlanta Hawks. They're seeing that. They're like, "Wow. They built it. We're building it. Could we do that one day?" Possibly Chicago Bulls. What what teams are, are are thinking we can build a model like this? I think the Atlanta Hawks are one star away from possibly competing with that Milwaukee Bucks team. Brooklyn Nets at full strength, probably not. But I think they needed one more shooter, maybe a really good small forward or a good shooting guard, and they probably could have won that series even if Giannis would have played because they were tied 2-2. When Giannis did play, and then they lost two without him, but I think the Atlanta's a good good pick. I want to say Philly, but just the, with the way that Ben Simmons has performed this last postseason, I don't think I don't think they can. I think Philly could be a surprising team to blow it up and get a bunch of draft picks. Give Joel to a team like maybe the Clippers, maybe. Portland, give him up, get a bunch of picks, sell Ben, get a bunch of picks, just blow it up, which would be maybe one of the first times that a team has gone from the one seed to blowing it up in NBA history. I may be wrong, Mm -hmm. but I just think the East, there's, it doesn't matter who the East goes through because you're going to have to go through either Milwaukee or Brooklyn. 
and then you're going to have to go through the other. Yeah. So it, it doesn't really matter in the East. In the West, it's going to be more competitive because I think the Clippers could still be there next year. I think the Suns obviously will be there. I think this gives hope to, you know, smaller market teams like uh, like, like OKC or anything like that. Well, you brought up OKC. I think they're still too young. I think possibly in four years after, you know, they use all those picks that they got from the Clippers, they might they might be something because Shai's going to develop, and I think he can develop into a top-10 point guard. Yeah. Um, I mean, they started this about eight years ago, this team, this Milwaukee team. It's the same team as eight years ago. You yeah. know, maybe adding Brandon, Brandon Jennings and uh, – This OKC team could be the, the Milwaukee Bucks of like eight years ago. Yeah. They could form around Shai even though they didn't draft him. But if they could develop, you know, like Isaiah Roby, maybe, maybe build around some others, get some good draft picks. But I think, I think the West is going to be, I think it's going to be just as competitive, but I think you're going to have a lot of teams blow up. I think Portland is either going to have to get someone big or I think they're going to blow up. So you're going to think, you think teams will blow up regardless of seeing what Milwaukee did. The team that was on the verge of blowing up last year. I think they see – see, that's that, that's tough because the West – because all you have to do is come out of the West and then you have a chance. Because if you're in the East, like like Chicago, although that Vuce, I love that Vucevic trade, I don't think that that's good enough. To convince someone to go over there. Yeah. Because it's – I mean, it's just Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. Even if – Zach Levine is a top five shooting guard. Even if Nikola Vucevic is a top five center, it doesn't matter. I I think the East is just too stacked for too far, too long, you know? Because, I mean, honestly, Milwaukee's a small market. You see this with a lot of sports. When small markets win, they stay together. For example, I mean, Tampa's not small per se, but the Tampa Bay Bucks just won the Super Bowl. And I'm pretty sure they had all 22 starters return for this upcoming season, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that that Milwaukee Bucks team, I would not be surprised if Drew retires in Milwaukee, Chris retires in Milwaukee, and Giannis retires in Milwaukee. So you, you think this, you don't think this helps on the stigma of that you need a super team, you need to build a super team fast, I, or I you think, need to blow it up? I think we're gonna start. We're gonna either get into an era where it's you form a super team or you might as well blow up. I think regardless of what Milwaukee re- I did. think regardless. If you unless if you have faith. But here's the thing. People want to move on quick. They want they don't want to hold on to this Dame and CJ and just hope cuz how long have they been running with that? A while. 4 years, but, 5 years. Milwaukee's been running with this for about 7, 6 yeah, we finally got but one. here's the thing. They also have an MVP caliber player in Giannis. They have one in Dame, too. Here's the thing. Milwaukee has a great support. Even even though I like to bash him, Chris Middleton is a really good sidekick. Is he a max player? Personally, I don't think so. But you know what? He does a job. They got Drew Holiday, who does a job. CJ does a job. Nurkic, not always. You need to, you need a big three. I think we are getting into an era of basketball the next five to ten years 
every championship from here on out for the next five years will have a big three. Regardless of how you build it. Regardless. I think you could do slightly homegrown, kind of like Phoenix, Mm -hmm. with Booker and Ayton and CP3. Or you can go out and get someone. Dame goes to the Lakers. Dame, LeBron, AD. Yeah. There you go. Those three players weren't in L.A. three years ago. No. And they all just came, win a championship. Yeah. Or James, Kyrie, KD. You need a big three to win a championship. You're going to need it for the next five years. Otherwise, you might have to blow it up. Yes. And I I think that's the the major point I'm trying to get across is you need need three. (laughs) I think if if you don't, then might as well blow it up. Get the picks that you can and try again in five years. <laughs> but before we go, who is more likely to be back in the NBA Finals? Milwaukee. Milwaukee? Milwaukee. We don't know if Chris Paul can do this again. See, this was his first playoff appearance, uh, first playoff run without any major injuries. Can How lucky was that? Can he do that again towards the twilight of his career? I think if he does this again, he's going to be hindered by an injury. I think he can do it again. I just don't think that he will stay. I think he will probably go. But that's a discussion for a different day. But once again, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MomentumMVP. I've been Sam Holcroft. Gage Zollicoffer. Thanks for listening.